Bugaboo knows that parenthood is the greatest adventure you can go on. And when traveling with tiny partners in tow, there's all kinds of fun and mischief to be made. Welcome to a new mini series, Friends of Bugaboo, where I chat to mums who are always on the road or on the go, whether for work or play, they love to enjoy the adventurous side of life. In this mini-series, I'm finding out their tips and tricks for travelling with little ones so you can make your next adventure a little more smooth sailing. This episode is proudly brought to your ears by Bugaboo's Butterfly Travel Pram and their new Butterfly Comfort Wheeled Board, the game-changing accessory which has been designed to help make family getaways and adventures with a baby and toddler run smoothly. Today, I'm joined by Felicity Henry, mama to beautiful one-year-old Maverick. Felicity and her family reside in sunny Gold Coast and have recently returned from their first overseas trip as a family of three. Felicity shares her travel hacks, tips for a successful flight and the highs and lows of her first year of motherhood. Hello, Felicity, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I am good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm really, really excited to chat to you today. Aw, thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like the stars aligned with us. It was so funny because we started following each other and then like a week later, Bugaboo like, hey, do you two want to team up and do this podcast? I'm like, that is wild. (laughs) It was definitely meant to be. I was like, hold on, I know her. Like John stalked your Instagram and I was like, oh, this will be exciting. Oh, it's so <laughs> funny, isn't it? I love when that stuff happens. But yeah, it's Me been too. so beautiful connecting with you and um, yeah, sharing this motherhood journey together online. It's always so nice to have people that are going through, you know, similar stages and seasons in life. So thank yes, you for being definitely. my new online buddy. <laughs> Oh, and, and vice versa, back to you as well. <laughs> now, I like to um, start these chats by talking about self-care and I guess that's just the nature of what The Healthy Hustlers is all about. And I know, yeah. you know, finding time for self-care in motherhood can be a real challenge, but I'd love to know if there's something that you are pr- prioritizing at the moment when it does come to your yeah. self-care. Definitely. For me, mental health and self-care is huge, I think. Whether you're a mum, dad, or even if you're not a parent, I think everyone needs to have self-care. But particularly for parents, and this goes for dads and mums, there definitely needs to be um, an element of self-care. And it's hard sometimes to find time for self-care because you're so busy all of the time. And there's always excuses to put self-care off. But for me, um, a big thing um, that I do for my self-care is actually going to the gym. Um, And I know that sounds crazy because, you know, self-care, you would think, oh, yeah, you know, facial or, you know, just relaxing and that kind of stuff. But for me, going to the gym is my self-care. Going to the gym is my release. I don't have my son Maverick with me. So it's just time that I have to myself. I can go to the gym, get my workout, workout done and come home feeling really refreshed to start the day. I love that. And the other good part about that too is you really feel like you've achieved something because it's been uninterrupted. I feel like that's such a big one in motherhood. Like it's sometimes now I love cooking dinner or doing the dishes, which sounds crazy, but it's like, it's actually almost like, well, only because it's You'll like, have to I'm come over to actually, my house <laughs> Not that much, but I mean, it feels like I've actually accomplished something. Like there's no one yeah. hanging off me in that moment and no yes. one needing me. So it's like yeah. these little tasks that you just feel like, 
oh, I actually got to complete that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so where you can just like breathe and, and take things slow. Yeah, absolutely. And now is there a healthy habit or something that's really helping you and your family thrive at the moment? Well, it's funny you were just talking about cooking and everything like that. Uh, my husband and I have a bit of a routine going on at the moment. Um, and a healthy habit for us would be that we take turns in the kitchen cooking um, we like to make sure that we have our routine all figured out so that we have more time to spend together and we're not in the kitchen every single day. So we like to meal prep. My husband will cook on a Sunday and then I will cook on a Tuesday and we just make enough meals to last a couple of days. Um, and I would say that would be our healthy habit because not only are we eating healthier, Mab's eating healthier as well. And um, we like to plan ahead, but also then we get more quality time to spend together as well. That is an awesome, awesome habit. Yeah, I love it is. that. And how good do you feel when you're like organized with food? Yeah, it's, just it's like... honestly, it's been a game changer for us. And for me, I was always in the kitchen doing everything. And I said, no, you know what? I said to my husband, you know what? You're going to have to get in the kitchen. You're going to have to learn how to cook <laughs> because good it can't just be me all the time. Like we're a team and yeah, we both need to yeah. do this together. I love that. So what does it to achieve that? What does that look like? Like, do you guys sit down and meal plan at the start of the week? Do you yeah. do one grocery shop? Like how do so you? So kind of- I let him pick his meals that he wants to make. Um, and he just has to let me know before Thursday, I do the online shopping. Um, so yeah. he has to let me know all of the ingredients um, and then I'll just order that and then he can do all the cooking. <laughs> love it that is so yeah. good yeah it's the game changer being organized it, with food honestly it's amazing and and the 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 whole thing of it is that when he cooks it has to be like during Mab's nap times or something like that um so that I'm getting a break and vice versa yeah. when I cook so it has good. to be you know so my husband can go do something for himself as well yeah so we kind yeah. of yeah plan it around that Love it. That's awesome. And now can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your beautiful family? Where do you guys live? What your family, who your family consists of? (laughs) Um, So my name is Felicity Henry. Um, I'm 30 years old. Um, I turned 30 in December. My husband is from America. His name's JJ. And we have our beautiful fabric who just turned one. Um, We live on the Gold Coast and yeah, we just, we love being outdoors. We're a very kind of active family. We love the beach. Um, we love sports and all of those kind of things. Oh, that is so, <laughs> so good. I love that. And Gold Coast, what a place to live. It is Seriously, I can only beautiful. imagine that you have a very adventurous outdoor yeah, life. <laughs> I mean, we're just down the road from Telebudger Creek, Burley Hill. It is just, you know, we just go for walks there and it's just beautiful. I remind myself every day how lucky we are that we get to live here. Yeah, it's such a special place in the world, it is. isn't it? Just, it definitely is. Yeah, pure bliss. Yeah. <laughs> and now, Felicity, what's been, you know, obviously there's a lot of changes personally, um, professionally, everything when you become a mum. And congratulations on your first year of motherhood. Thank you it's, so much. it's such a big Thank milestone. You. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> it definitely is. That first year yeah. is, yeah, like it's such a. Um, identity almost like an identity shift and you know this real you lose a part of your old identity of this new... and it's, a, it's a new one that comes out yeah definitely yeah. yeah so what have you personally found been the biggest change in you over the last kind of 12 months I think for me personally um in the last 12 months I've learned a lot about myself I've learned um how to be patient I've learned um 
to be more present as well. Um, I think, I mean, we've had a lot of not, not bad issues with Mavs, but you know, early on we had the colics, the reflux, the, the dairy allergy. Um, he's had some severe constipation issues. So it's kind of been like one thing after another. And I mean, as you know, as every parent knows, the endless sicknesses. <laughs> um, so yeah. in the past 12 months, it's, it's just really taught me to be resilient, a lot stronger. Um, and I feel like, I, just, I, I truly feel like a much stronger person since I've become a mum. Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy that you went through all of that with your first. I just experienced all of that with my oh, second. It's, but it's I think, horrible. It's horrible. Oh, I just kept saying to my husband, I don't know how any, how any first mum would cope with yeah. this. Like, you know, I was so fortunate to have the hindsight of, you know, what it can be mm. like and also just how quickly it actually goes and how much. But when you're in the thick of that yeah, and those nights and it's day in, and day out. And yeah. It's horrific. It is. And I yeah. guess for me, the good thing is I didn't know anything different. So for me, I thought early on, I mean, I knew after a few weeks something wasn't right. But um, early on, I just thought that was normal. I just thought babies cry, babies, you know, they, I mean, Mav slept like nine hours a day and 24 hours as a newborn. He just screamed and cried all the time. Um, but I just thought that was kind of normal. He's a baby. And I didn't realize yeah. until I saw a lot of my friends and they were like, yeah, my baby just slept three hours. And, you know, oh, they sleep everywhere. Whereas it would take us like four or five hours to get him to sleep 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so that was really, really hard, as you would know, with a baby with colic reflux. Um, yeah, it was quite challenging, but I didn't know any difference. So we, we just kind of, you know, a bit, the big thing that we kind of learned was to be present and to take it each day at a time, because when you're in the thick of it, you really can't think too far ahead. You've just got to be present and get through each day, one day at a time. And, and you, and for anyone listening that has um, a baby with colic or reflux or, you know, any of those kind of medical issues, it really does get better. Um, and if you're in the thick of it right now and you're sleep deprived, I promise you it does get better. I mean, Mav, he still wakes a couple of times a night, but I'm averaging at least six to seven hours solid sleep a night now, which is just amazing. So good. You feel like yeah, I, do. <laughs> I got a six hour block last night and I was like, who am I? <laughs> It take over you, the world today. <laughs> you, do you know what? I'm actually really glad that we have gone through everything that we have with Mav because it has made me and my husband so much stronger um, and it's just made me appreciate the good times so much more with Mav now. Like it just gets yeah. better and better and better and better and better. It's just, yeah. It's, it's so amazing. true. Oh, that's so beautiful. What, what did – what did motherhood, I guess, bring to you that you maybe didn't expect? Like what was something that you're like, wow, I didn't expect to like move through this or feel this way or yeah. Was there any of those? Moments? So I guess for me, um, it probably would be like kind of everything that I just went over. Like I didn't expect um, it to be so hard because um, yeah. I'll be honest, like I definitely – struggled a lot um there were moments where I had like quite like severe postpartum anxiety um I just with mad sleep you know I didn't leave the house that much I was just spent every day trying to get him to sleep 
um, you know, I wasn't catching up with my friends and they were all, you know, new mums too and catching up and doing things yeah. together. And, you know, I'm at home with um, this baby that, you know, was just screaming and not wanting to sleep and in pain and all of those things. So I never expected it to be so hard in that aspect. Yeah. Um, and then I guess in the aspect that uh, I never expected it to be so hard with the sicknesses as well. Um, because yes. Mab's been sick at least 10 times now and um, four times he's had bronchiolitis, RSV twice, COVID, he's had rhinovirus, he's had so many different sicknesses and we all got them too, my husband and I. So I think that would be the hardest part, just not realising how hard motherhood and parenthood can be um, because it can yeah. be really challenging. And but I do, I do remind myself too that there's parents out there that have had it much, much harder. So that's something that I always try to remember as well. Yeah. When you, if you don't mind me asking or, or going there, when you were experiencing the like postpartum anxiety and stuff, what were kind of some of the tools or things that you did to help you during those times? So I guess for me um, to get through those times, so a bit of a background on me when I was much younger, and this is probably all a blessing that I had gone through a lot of mental health issues when I was younger, because I knew kind of how not to get, how to cope better and how not to, you know, get myself, yeah. in, like get myself out of the hole. Um, but when I was 19, I had depression um, and I did go on antidepressants for a few years on and off. Um, and I had anxiety and everything back then. But um, I think through all of that at a younger age helped me now cope with everything because I knew that I didn't want to yeah. fall back into that. So luckily I didn't um, yeah. suffer with any type of depression, which I know is it can be common with new mums, especially, you know, with mums yeah. with, you know, colic reflux babies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I didn't let myself fall into that. Um, but I think what kind of helped me was, um, just trying to be present and trying to take it one day at a time and knowing that this won't last forever. It will not last forever. It will make us stronger. It will make me stronger. And yeah, just focusing on one day at a time. My sister and I always used to laugh because she had a few similar issues, um, but her son was preemie and he had a couple of issues and they had some horror nights as well. Um, and we always used to laugh and say to each other, oh, no, it's the sunset. The sunset's coming because we knew that it was just going to be so long night. Um, I mean, there were some yeah. nights where I literally did not sleep a wink and I'd be up until sunrise yeah. just holding Mav and saying to myself, like, this can't be, this can't be normal. This can't be right. But it is, it is, it is normal. Yeah. It happens to a lot of mums out there, you know, whether their babies do have a colic or reflux or whether their babies, you know, just want that comfort um, and everything like that. It is out there and, and we're definitely not alone. So all the new parents out there just know that you're definitely not alone. Yeah, it's so true. And it, it can feel so isolating because you feel, you know, exactly what you're saying about your friends are all out and yeah. doing things with the babies and you're at home and, you know, that, lack of sleep becomes so consuming yep. as well because you want your baby to sleep you need your baby to sleep and yep. it's like it's just this build-up of all of these like things that aren't going to plan yep. in a way and it's just like the anxiety of that builds up and builds up and it's you know even for me second time around where I feel like I kept saying 
don't stress over sleep. Like it's just it's yeah. not worth it. Like yeah. but I would still be in the room, you know, rocking yeah, to rocking, sleep, like baby, stressing yeah. and like, you know, it's you just too, yeah. you're a mum. I mean it's, yeah. yeah, even dads do the same thing. It's 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 just the way that we're programmed. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. Are you ready to make your next family adventure run smoothly? Then look no further than Bugaboo's lightweight butterfly pram and new butterfly comfort wheeled board. The perfect solution when long walks lead to tired legs or you're traveling with two little tots in tow. The Bugaboo Butterfly Pram, which is available in three colors, Midnight Black, Stormy Blue, and Forest Green, is the perfect solution for mini travelers and families who love adventures. While the Bugaboo Butterfly Comfort Wheeled Board is a new game-changing accessory that helps traveling with a baby and toddler run smoothly. The Butterfly Pram has a convenient and easy to use one second fold and ultra comfort design, ensuring a seamless transition between adventures. Whether you are boarding a plane or strolling the shops, the Bugaboo Butterfly is a perfect solution. And now you can add the Bugaboo Butterfly Comfort Wheeled Board, which weighs only one kilo and attaches to the Bugaboo Butterfly in just a few clicks. As a busy family of four who enjoy traveling, we love our Bugaboo Butterfly. It is so easy to pack, has great sunshade coverage, and easy to wheel through the bustling streets or on the beach tracks. From day naps on the go to adventures that result in tired babes, we love having Bugaboo there to support our little fam and make getaways feel more achievable. You can click the link in the show notes or you can head direct to bugaboo.com to find out more. So, um, you know, we obviously spoke about you and your family living on the beautiful Gold Coast. I know you're outdoorsy, adventurous kind of people. So um, I'd love to know, I guess, some of your tips and tricks, especially for new mums who, you know, are just getting used to getting out of the house with a baby. Like it can be so challenging to like get organized and and get out of the house. What are some of your tips and tricks for, you know, a a successful outing outside of the house or a little day adventure with the family? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess it depends whereabouts you know how old your baby is because I think that kind of varies but I think if we start from the beginning and you have like a newborn that's you know a couple weeks old or something like that and you want to get out of the house I'd suggest probably just you partner if you do have a partner um or if you're you know if you don't have a partner maybe a friend or someone can join you um and just go for a little strolls just to get yourself out of the house because I think that um yeah I think it's so important for parents to get out but also for the babies to get out and you know to see everything like that so I would um suggest going for short little strolls um finding somewhere like parks and you know the beaches or something beautiful that you can kind of you know go and see um and then as the babies get older you can you know go a little bit further go for drives a little bit further away um Mav was a baby that was not great in the car yes <laughs> so he's still not great in the car we picked my sister my up from the born was like that oh, oh we horrible. picked my sister up from the airport the other day and he screams the whole car ride home oh. and she's like and I was like yeah you know it's it's, it's the flip of a coin sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't you know yeah. um but yeah if you know your baby is like that which Mab has been you know we would still try and get out but usually someone would just sit in the back 
um, and just like distract him, toys, everything like that. Um, And we, and then we will also try and work around his nap time. So maybe he might be a little bit tired. He might have like a 20 minute nap or something in there. Um, So we would try and work it out all around that. Um, But I just think getting out of the house is just so important. So um, yeah, just, just putting everything together and just going and doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you are you the type of person that likes to get like organized the night before for a day trip or do you have like a bit of a system when it for getting out of the house? Um, I wouldn't say I'd be organized the day before. Like if we were going to stay overnight somewhere, then yes, definitely. I'd be packing probably the week before. Um, <laughs> but if we were just doing like a day trip, like going somewhere to the beach or something, we'd just yeah. in the morning, my husband and I would probably just take turns. So maybe he might feed him breakfast and I'll pack everything up, get the beach yep. bags ready, chuck it in the car. We've always got our pram in the car, um, our bugaboo pram. We absolutely love it. So we've always got that in the car. So wherever we go, it is there. Um, so that makes life a little bit easier. Um, and yeah, we just go wherever we need to go. <laughs> I love it. And you've just done a big trip to America. It's so exciting. Such a big adventure. For, it was a very, yeah, very with, big with adventure. Yeah. <laughs> How did you go traveling overseas with a baby? Do you yeah. have any little tactics that worked? Yeah, it's funny because, um, you know, we were quite nervous about it all. Um, but I would say what, what worked for us, and obviously every baby's different and every parent's different, but having a good travel pram, um is number one for us we were um tossing and turning whether we needed a travel pram oh my gosh i could not imagine the trip if we did not have one um so we had the bugaboo butterfly um which we absolutely loved mav was in it pretty much half the time um over there he was just we would just push him around everywhere and um yeah i would highly highly recommend getting a good travel pram that would be my number one tip um number two for uh for traveling this is something that um is kind of at the top of my list only because we've experienced so many sicknesses and mav was sick over there too um make sure that you pack enough medication so in while Mm. i was in america they actually have a shortage um on panadol and norepine um so you could not buy it anywhere over there for babies they're nowhere so scary it was completely sold out because of how sick how sick everyone was. So my advice would be to pack as much medication as you think you will need and more um, for your baby and also for yourself because um, some people will think, oh yeah, I'll just get at the chemist over there, but it may not be there. So that would be another one of my big tips that you probably wouldn't think about. Um, take all of those things in case yeah. baby does get sick. So, you know, yeah, not sucker and um, chest rub and all of those things. Yeah. Um, another tip of mine would be to pack lots of snacks. Um, we've got <laughs> one of those little snack cups. Um, I forget what they're called, but um, it's where, you know, the baby can like reach their hand in and grab, oh, the, yes, snacks yes, out, yeah, yeah. grab the snacks out and stuff. So we've got that for Mav and that kept him entertained for a good, I'd say 10, 20 minutes. Oh, I love um, that. So That's that so was good. amazing. I would highly recommend, um, yeah, packing snacks and finding ways to, um, make the snacks last a longer time. <laughs> um, and then also packing things like, you know, fruit, banana and those kind of things as well. Another one of my tips would be to pack lots of toys, different toys as well. You can get the spinner toys. Um, you can get them on Amazon, I think, or you can get them from Kmart, all those kind of places. Um, but just things to keep your baby entertained while they're on the flight. 
Um, another thing we did with Mav was let him run around as much as possible. Well, he's not running yet, but crawl around um, all around the floor before we got on the plane. Um, so that was another thing um, just to wear them out a little bit. Uh, another thing that I would recommend would be to pack extra outfits for them and extra outfits for you just in case they vomit on you or, um, you know, there's any spillage or anything like that as well. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other tips that I have. So um, handy. I'm so glad you mentioned the um, the medication side of things, though, because that was like so we went to Bali at the end of last year and my daughter had had croup maybe like three oh. or four weeks before we went for the first time. And then when we were in Bali, she got a bad cough and I didn't even think to have taken the croup medication over there. Um, yeah. which I'm pretty sure you can just get over the counter at the pharmacy. But well, I usually, but you just don't know out. if there's a shortage. Yeah. yeah, and I was freaking out. I was like Googling like where I can get it in Bali in case she did, you know, have a turn from this cough. And it was so scary. It was like three nights of just like not sleeping based on like pure fear that her cough was going to turn exactly, into group. Exactly. And I thought never again will I like not travel without, yeah. you know, and I had the basic things, but like – you know, stuff like that that's actually so important and you you need to have. Like, it's well, so much it. better even, to just even, take it. Even antibiotics. Um, so, Mav actually yeah. got an ear infection while we were in America and they have a shortage of antibiotics over there and he needed antibiotics oh, because he goodness. had a bad ear infection. Um, and luckily, we were able to get some, but there was a shortage. It was all over the news. There was a shortage of, yeah, antibiotics. Um, and then Panadol and Nurofen over there. So, Crazy. yeah, that would be definitely um, a tip high up there um, yep. just to make sure that you pack enough medication to cover everything that, you know, yeah. for, for yourself and baby. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So do you have a kind of really memorable or I guess a fun adventure that you and your family like to, you know, remember and think back on and just a moment that was just felt pure bliss that you loved traveling or getting out and about? Uh, it's not a funny memory, but it is a memorable one. Uh, when we were flying to America, so we were flying from Brisbane to San Fran. Um, it was our first flight ever with Mav. And for the first hour, he thought it would be a good idea to scream, <laughs> um, which was very scary for us um, because we knew we had a long flight ahead. Um, and everyone around us, there was about three families and everyone's around us was helping us and they were, you know, offering toys and trying to distract Mab. We had a little girl sitting next to us and she was like, it's okay, Mab, it's okay. Oh. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was for us, it was, and I get goosebumps now. Um, it was just absolutely amazing because without these families and these little kids that were helping us, I honestly don't think we would have got through oh. that flight. Um, it did obviously get better as the flight went on. Mab, Mab stopped screaming so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely memorable because it made me just realize how much parents and families um, do come together and, you know, support one another. And it's funny because, they, I mean, obviously they knew how hard it was because they'd experienced it because they all had older kids. 
Um, so yeah, it was that was definitely a very special and um, memorable memory for us. Oh, I love that. That's so nice, yeah. and it's so true. Like you know, when you, it's like if you see another mum struggling to like get a pram through a doorway or something, like you're the first yeah. one to help because you're like, oh, I know That's, that. Ex-, you know, in those yes, moments yes, of just like hands your hands are full. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're trying to get somewhere. Yeah. You're in a hurry. So oh, I it love was that. Definitely very special. Actually, one of the mums she gave Mab a toy. And um, she's like, you can have it for the whole flight. And I went to give it back to her at the end. And she said, no, 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 you have it. My children are a little bit older. He can keep that toy. Oh, and it was so just, nice. yeah, it was just really, really sweet. And yep. he loves that toy oh, so much. Yeah. That's yeah, so he special. He plays with it like every day. And now you can smile every time you see it thinking yeah. back to that. And I, I feel like I need to pay it forward now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so beautiful. That's a really special yeah. moment to have. It is. Um, so I guess you obviously talked about the travel pram in one of your tips as such a handy accessory to have when you travel. And I thoroughly agree. Like, especially now for me with two, I'm like, one has to be strapped in and one has to be yeah. strapped to me. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> otherwise it's just like, all goes. Otherwise you'd be running yeah, around and seriously, chasing them. Could you imagine? And, yeah. Um, just, yeah. Is there any <laughs> other handy like devices or things that you use or like what was the benefit of having the travel pram for you? Did you take it all the way up on the plane? Yeah, so um, with the Bugaboo Butterfly, it actually fits in the overhead. And the great thing about travelling with young children is um, you're able to get on the plane first. Yes. So we were able to, and I would, that's another recommendation, I would highly recommend doing that because then you'll be able to get um, enough of the space in the overheads. Yeah. Um, so you can put your Bugaboo Butterfly or your travel prim um, up in there and then your other bags. Um, and it's just so easy. It literally, it, it just folds in like, a second um and it unfolds in a second it's just and it's light as well um so yeah we took that on every single plane that we went on um and it wasn't complicated at all it was super easy um and i would say we did actually take a carrier as well with us awesome they're so handy aren't they well it to be honest with you it really wasn't for us It really wasn't, which we were really shocked, but Mav just was not interested at being strapped in. Yeah. He just, he's not really one to want to be strapped in, but I think in the pram, like, I don't know, he just, you know, I don't know, he enjoyed it a lot more, yeah. but being strapped in in the carrier, he just was not interested. So we were better off just holding him. So funny, um, so isn't the it, kids? Like, and how different they are. Yeah. My oh, yeah. daughter would be in a carrier. So I, st- well, she was a COVID baby, so... We didn't get to travel a lot with her when she was young, but I still remember my first work trip for work um, where I took her and my mum came and she was over two. She'd already turned two and I have a photo and remember it so clearly of her in the carrier on me, like she was two and two months fast asleep in the airport oh, wow. busy. Like she's just was a freak of a baby wow. that would sleep anyway. Like a two with a Rocco now with like, that is amazing. He was a big carrier baby at the start because he was really colicky, so loved being on my chest and upright. But like yeah. now, he will only sleep in the pr- like if we're out and about, it has to be in the car seat or the pram. Like yeah. he would yeah. never sleep in the carrier now, like going for a walk or anything. So we, it's just so crazy yeah. how they, you know, they can be happy doing one thing and then you know a few weeks later not be happy yeah. doing it. I know, and it's just wild. I'm like, wow, Georgia slept in this like in a carrier until yeah, like two and a half where the Rocco is like so happy to be in the pram no. and have yeah. his own space and go to sleep yeah, like that. That's it. Um, maybe it's a boy yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe. Know, but... <laughs> totally. 
we might be onto something. <laughs> I think boys, they're just so busy, I'm finding. So I think that yeah. it comes down to it, like, you know, a bit of the busyness too. Like, because they, Definitely. at least in the pram, they can't see as much. They're a bit locked away from the, yeah, from the world. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, definitely agree there. So, Felicity, do you have like a mum mantra or a a bit of a saying or something that you use that really helps you to move through more challenging or harder times or even just moments of of overwhelm where it just everything feels a bit harder to to do? Yeah, I think something that I've learned since I've become a mum is that instead of dwelling on the hard times, I remind myself that the hard times are making me stronger they're making you know me stronger as a mum um they're making me stronger as a person um and and then the same goes for my for my husband and maverick as well um so whenever we are having hard times whether it may be sicknesses or whatever it may be that you know i'm personally struggling with or we're struggling with as a family i i always remind myself that it will make us stronger from what whatever we go through. Oh, that's so nice. That's so so beautiful, especially to yeah be able to yeah realize that in those harder times. It's, it's so nice. Yeah, and it's so true. Definitely. You always look back, don't you, and are able to connect the dots somehow or realize why yeah. you had to go through something or move through something. I truly do believe. I mean, some things that some people go through are absolutely horrible, but I truly do believe that. Um, there is a reason why we go through a lot of the things we go through um, and it is, you know, to, to shape the rest of our life. And, you know, we learn lessons from everything that we go through. Yeah. So, you know, if you're having, you know, problems, um, you know, whether it be, you know, a baby that doesn't sleep well or, you know, whatever it may be, um, just know that it will make you stronger. Yeah. You, you know, you'll find tools and ways to get through it and, and you'll become stronger. Yeah, so true. And what's kind of been one of the best pieces of mum advice that you've been given along the journey? Is there something that really stands out that helped you? Um, I would say the best piece of mum advice that I've got is to be present. And I know that's like very cliche and everyone says it and everything like that. But um, I think for me early on, like it was really hard for me to be present because of the reflux and the colic and all I was saying and thinking to myself is when will this end? When will this end? When will, um, you know, I be able to, you know, sleep longer? When will my baby not be screaming and crying all night? When will I have a happy baby? Like when will this end? Um, And it's really sad because, you know, so many people in that moment were like, just be present, enjoy it. You know what I mean? But it's really hard to enjoy (laughs) the days when they're so, 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 so hard. Um, But it did come a point I think it was about maybe seven or eight weeks after I had Mav um in in the thick of the sleep deprivation and I said to myself you know what this is not going to last forever um I do need to be present and then from then I really did start to be present and started to just take it one day at a time yeah it's so true that it is so hard in that thick of it isn't it I remember just wanting time to speed up I had this whole thing with my daughter was three and was like exploding with like conversation and the things she was saying. And I kept saying to my husband, I just want time to speed up with Rocco and time to freeze with her. Like it felt like this weird time of like with him, it was just so hard and I was so exhausted and I just wanted it to be over. But with her, it was like, I felt like I was missing so much and I just wanted the time to freeze. And it's something so blissful about that six month mark. I felt like with both my kids that it's almost like, you find yourself a little bit more as a yes. mum 
and you just like yeah. I don't know it's like that weight is lifted that tiny bit more and the clarity yeah, comes back definitely. and things shift yeah did you feel that yeah yeah, definitely the six months, I definitely felt that. And I feel like that's when I started getting back into my, really getting back into my exercise and doing things for me as well. Yep. And I would have to say another big shift would be recently at one year. Yeah. Um, okay. I just feel like Mav is just, you know, exploding with like so much personality and cheekiness and lo- like, he's always been, you know, very funny and loves to laugh and all of those kind of things. But I just, there's just so much joy every single day now. Like, you know, earlier on, like, I'll be honest, like there were a lot of hard days. Yeah. There were a lot of hard days. And, and for me now, it's just, I, I look at him and I'm, I just think to myself, oh my gosh, how did I get so lucky yeah. to have you? Um, and yeah, it just gets better and better every single day. So I feel like around that year mark, their personality just really, really comes out. Yeah. Um, you know, and they start, you know, saying more words and yeah, it's really exciting. You get to see them blossom into the person that they're, that they're to become. Yeah, it's so true. It's funny. I look at it now, having gone through that first year twice, like once with Georgia and now with Rocco and like the first time with Georgia, I just had so much expectation on what it should be like and what it should feel like. And now the more I go, the further I go on with Rocco, I just keep thinking like, this first year it's so big for them like the way that they grow and evolve and develop like it's so huge I can't have big expectations on him when it comes to you know sleep and routine and all of that yeah all I can do is like help nurture him and give him every opportunity to be able to yeah to sleep and to be in a routine but I can't expect him to just automatically fall into that because so much is happening in their little bodies and the development exactly yeah it's such a huge period of time for them and and also for you I guess like obviously um you know you you had Georgia first and then and then Rocco up and then quite different babies for you I guess there would have been probably a lot of comparison yeah definitely yeah um because, yeah, especially with Rocco having yep. colical. Yeah, Did he have reflux yeah, or colic, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for you, that would have been quite a big shock and, you know, comparing, well, why isn't it like how it was, you know, with, with Georgia? And it's funny because my mum said to me, I'm one of five, I'm the youngest. Oh, wow. And my mum said to me, yeah, so a big family. My mum said to me, it is a lucky dip. She's like, the first three kids that she had, yeah. she's like, they were amazing slept well, fed well, did everything well. She's like, I could have had, you know, you know, but she's like, I could have had having a, you know, a lot more kids. And then she had my brother who was her fourth and he had the reflux and um, the ear infections and everything. And she said that was the hardest year of her life. And she, um, I wasn't planned. (laughs) Um, And they they, came along. (laughs) Yeah, I was at the end. Um, So they had me and, I wasn't as, as, um, I didn't have the, the colic or anything like that, the reflux and all those issues, but I was quite a clingy baby, oh, my mum okay. said. So I was still waking a lot at yeah. night and, and needing mum and everything like that. And my mum said, if she had have had her last two first, yeah. she would have stopped yeah. it too. So it really is crazy how, you know, every baby's different. You can't compare no. your baby to anyone no. else's because every baby's different. Every baby, you know, sleeps different feeds different um you know they've got different personalities every human's different um so i think that's a really a, a really big thing not to compare so true your baby to any other yep. baby because they're all so different and even like you going through that with mav and i guess 
me going through similar things with Rocco, but we still would have had really different experiences at that period of time. Oh, because 100%. His yeah. colleague, We're different yeah, people. They're exactly. Their colleagues are for different yeah, reasons. Yeah. Like there was so yeah. much, you know, there's so much that can determine those periods of time. Um, and one of my yeah. close girlfriends actually really similar to you, her firstborn was like really colicky baby, super unsettled. She had to move to formula at like three months, which is what I did with Rocco and mm. I remember just messaging her being like, babe, I don't know how you did this. Like, I actually don't know how you did this for your first. And like you, she said, it's all I knew. But I was like, wow, you're going to breeze through motherhood after this. And I feel the same for you. It's like, you know, something's like, you you know, hopefully the next time around you'll just feel, it'll feel easier. I I hope. I said to my husband, you know what, even if we go through the same thing all over again, it's all we know. It's so true. We don't know any different. Um, so it's all we know. And it, it's, um, it's funny because like, you know, until you actually go through yes. it, you don't know. So, so, um, one of my friends, she had her baby, um, and I told her all about Mav and, you know, his colic and reflux and everything like that. And she was like, oh my God, you poor thing and everything like that. And then her baby ended up having the same, you know, the same issues and everything like that. She, she said to me, I could have never imagined. So I knew, I knew it was bad, yeah. but she's like, when you actually have one, that just scream, you know, screams and, you know, it doesn't want to sleep. And it's not just like one day, it's all day, all yeah, night, it's all consuming. you know, for several weeks. Um, she was just like, I had, yeah, no idea. Mm. Um, but until you actually go through yeah. it, that's when you kind of. So know. true. Felicity, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. I could oh. honestly talk to you for so long. Mm. It's been so beautiful connecting with you online and now getting to do this chat in person. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And I know I could just keep talking all day with we'll have you to, um, about motherhood yes. and babies. And- <laughs> we'll have to make sure we have a, um, a coffee date and a play date with the boys with next time that um, I'm on the Gold Coast. <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. We'll have to go to Talabudra Creek good. and... And, and have some relax. Sounds good. Right. I'll, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah, for your time. Lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.